class, I feed off of my students' energy. And if I feel that their energy is low, I do what is necessary to lift it. Because that's the, that's the point. That's the point. I want my students to feel good after class. I want them to, to overcome whatever challenge that they may face. Hey, y'all. You are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective. Somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Maria, and we are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before we get started, you know, I have to give you guys a note of gratitude. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears for about an hour or so, and I really appreciate that. Shouts out to those who have been listening and sharing and liking and reposting and giving me feedback about the past few episodes, whether it was um, the Black Minimalist episode with Kenya Cecilia Rose, whether it was most, the most recent interview with Young Paris while I was out in New York, or with my own boy, Rome Green Jr.'s out, out of Dormtainment. Thank y'all so much for giving me <laughs> lots of feedback on these past three episodes. Also, for those who have not checked out Rome's interview, um, we actually put that on YouTube. What you guys heard was more so um, the behind the scenes of that actual interview. So definitely check me out on YouTube at Spiritual Homegirl to um, see everything and see all the shenanigans that were going on. So... This episode is about yoga. We initially aired this episode um, back in January with my girl Dre from Miniature Yogi. And it was about our upcoming event, which was our first Yoga 101 series, which was a Q&A with Dre, as well as um, a one-hour vinyasa flow session designed to make you stretch and sweat and meditate. It's a movie meditation. And um, we're doing another one, May 12th, from 2 to 4 p.m. at Cosmic Energy Fitness Studio. Um, and that's in North Lake Mall on the very top level next to Sears. So it's, I'm really excited to do this again with her. She's actually my personal trainer. Dre and I have come a long way from that interview, and that was only a few months ago. So Dre is not only a, a yoga instructor, she's also a personal trainer. So congratulations to Dre for getting her certification. So Body by Dre coming soon. And I am proud to be her first, uh, her first client. So it's been, it's been pretty fun. So um, I have an announcement regarding events in the future that I have going on or may not be having going on. But stay tuned to the end of the episode so you can hear what I have to say. It's really important, so make sure you guys uh, stick around. But with that being said, here is Dre from Miniature Yogi and now Body by Dre with our interview about Yoga 101. Peace, y'all. It's me, Maria, the spiritual hunger. I'm speaking with my girl, Dre, from Miniature Yogi. How you doing? I'm doing good, girl. How are you? I am good. I'm excited about this event we got going on next Saturday. Yes, me too. Me too. It's going to be It's gonna be live. So for those who may not know who Miniature Yogi is, tell us about yourself. Like, where are you from and how did you find yoga? Okay, so I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm a northern girl. I came down to Atlanta about five, six years ago, and I found yoga. I went vegan, and I got my locks all in the same month. It was like I was on a spiritual journey, and I feel like the universe really placed yoga in my life because the way that I found it, it was it was just on a coincidence because I was on I was online on Instagram. And I commented under a post. It was like uh, some Atlanta post about yoga. 
And I said, oh, man, I really want to try that out. Like, I've been looking for your class. I really want to try it. And this guy, he responds back to my comment and says, hey, it's free yoga classes down in Atlanta Station every Wednesday. You should come through. I did not know this guy at all. So me and my friend, we went down to Atlantic Station, did the yoga class. It was like 50 people outside doing yoga. And I just remember the way that it made me feel after class. Like my first class, I just felt so lifted and so excited and happy about life. And that's how I found yoga, just meeting some random dude online. So the universe, (laughs) I feel like it really placed that. I feel like it was really placed in my life on a whim. So I was like, well, this is a this is a pretty cool practice and it's something that I wanted to stick with. That's actually pretty dope. For those who don't know, um or they might just it might be a situation where they're like scrolling on Instagram or or hearing about it or, or overhearing conversations. But there are some people who might see yoga as just a class but don't understand it's an actual practice of in a way of living. So for those who don't know, can you tell us what exactly are the origins of yoga? Yeah, so yoga it's seen as this big trendy like way of working out these days, but it's so much deeper than just a workout. Um, yoga is it's a way of life, like you said. So uh, it, it dates back to fifteen thousand years ago. Now, uh, in my teachings, because I was taught by Western society, I was I was taught that it was originated in India. I'm just I'm uncertain about it, but I do know that yoga is a form of meditation. It is definitely getting you in tune with your mind, spirit, and body. The word yoga itself means to yoke, means to unite the mind and body together. Because we live in a world today where we kind of just all over the place. You got so much going on. You're thinking about you know your bills. You're thinking about what you got to do next. You're thinking about school. Wherever you at in your life, and it's hard to just sit down and and realize the present moment that's going on and really enjoy that. So that is the original reason for yoga is to meditate. It's a moving meditation, is what I call it. Because um, even though uh, meditation is is seen to for you to sit and be still in one place for long periods of time. But with yoga, you connect that mind, body, and breath and move. You get an all-in-one practice. You're getting flexibility. You're getting strength. And you're getting your spiritual side going. So it's way more than just a workout. I do really like the concept of yoga being a moving meditation because you're right. The concept of meditation, a lot of people will immediately think of sit, calm your mind, and breathe. So um, with the whole concept of yoga being a moving meditation, I think that's really dope. Um, Because I think it allows you to, I don't know, it's something about moving and breathing and focusing and calming that allows us to feel more present. Yes. I think that's just such a dope concept that we can do that with our body. Yes. And with our mind. Yeah, and it, it brings us back to awareness because, like I said, we're we're always doing something, and the mind it naturally thinks. Like you can't stop it from thinking, but if you're aware of your thoughts, then you can control what you can react to and what you don't want to react to. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so you know all of that plays into it, and you know with yoga, it's it's even more than just the meditation. It's Nonviolence. It's 
veganism. So, and and it's looking at people in this in this world with us as our as our brothers and sisters as we're one. So it's it's so much deeper than what people think. But you know, people don't want to really touch on how spiritual it is and how connected to the universe it is because it may scare it may scare some people off. You know. I heard people say, "Oh yeah, you 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 doing yoga? That's a religion. What are you What are you doing? You know, you, you... yeah, I heard it was the devil. Yeah. Somebody said they're about to call it the devil. They said it was like evil, and I was like, wow, oh, really? really? <laughs> okay, that's a bit extreme. So I'm like, no. And I'm the type of person, you know, I know that some people may use it as a religion. You know, I know from from India. They were using it as a religion. However, um, it's a practice. It's a practice, and it's all about your perspective and how and how you see things. Now, it's a huge difference from Western yoga and and yoga that you see coming from from India. It's all kind of different styles that you can get into. So, it's all about what floats your boat. So do you know what, like, the differences, like, are there any real differences in terms of the different styles to what you've, for what you've learned? Or is it like a, there's certain yogas for certain types of people or, or um, things they may be trying to achieve? Well. Like flexibility or anything? Yes, I will say that there are different styles of yoga um, that may adhere to different kinds of people and their goals. So, like, for people who have had, injuries or um, who are just low in their flexibility and strength, um, there's a practice called Iyengar yoga. And it's basically a type of yoga that is very slow with movements. You use a lot of props, straps, and blocks in order to get a little bit deeper into the poses. Um, So that is for people who are, like, recovering from injuries or just want to take their time to get into the practice. Then you have Bikram yoga, which is, also known as hot yoga. That's the new wave right now. <laughs> the hot yoga is where it's at. Um, I love hot yoga. Uh, it's fun. I got a funny story behind my first hot yoga class. So I was here in Atlanta. I have been, this is actually earlier this year. I have been practicing yoga for um, three years. And I went to yoga class. I, I looked at this girl and I said, okay, I want to go to this class it's at this time. Perfect. Let me go in there. So I go there, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, why is it so hot in here? <laughs> you didn't know did it was know, hot yoga? Girl, I did not know that it was a yoga class going on, uh, well, a hot yoga class going on. So I'm in there, and I'm like, well, maybe, you know, they just got the heat up a little too hot. I'm in there. And mind you, I've been practicing yoga for three years at this time. I get in there and we're moving, we're sweating. Sweat is—I'm not a sweater, but sweat is like dripping all over me, just dripping everywhere. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I had to sit in child's pose for about a good five minutes, ten minutes at a point because <laughs> I just was not ready. Like you have to have your water, you have to be mentally prepared for a class like that. So. But I took it, and I loved it, and then I kept on going back and back. Um, With the Bikram yoga classes, they get you a deeper stretch because 
um, the temperature in the room, it kind of relaxes the muscles a little bit more so that you can get deeper into the poses. Um, and, and it's good for weight loss, too. People who are trying to lose weight, um, it helps to burn those calories off. The next one is going to be um, Ashtanga yoga, which Ashtanga yoga is very, how can I say this? It, it starts off slow and then it leads up to a high, a, a peak. So you have six different levels with, with Ashtanga, and each level prepares you for the next. Um, once you reach the sixth level, it is said that it brings you to enlightenment. Uh, so, you know, Ashtanga is something that I haven't really got into, but it is a very intense practice, I will say, very intense practice. But that's for people who are looking for a, a challenge as they grow throughout their practice. The next one that I chose myself is vinyasa. Vinyasa flow is Basically, that movement meditation that I was talking about, connecting your mind, body, and spirit all in one. So with the vinyasa classes, I teach to match your movements with the breath because that's very important to be able to be aware of your breath while you're moving through the practice. Uh, with the vinyasa flow, you're able to kind of zone in to yourself and tune out everything else around you. It's it's really about connecting with yourself and and paying attention to your body and your breath and being in control. For those who may not know, um at least from your course of experience, what is what is it about the breath that is so important? Why do we have to focus on the breath? The breath play people don't realize how important the breath is with your everyday emotions. So for instance, I was naturally attracted to yoga because I, I had a problem that I had to solve. Believe it or not, homegirl, I had a I had a serious anger problem before I started doing yoga. Ooh, yes. That makes the both of us. Wow. We both little firecrackers, clearly. Little fire pop, 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 okay? Little firecracker and it wasn't too cute either. It's not something that I'm proud of because I would get back to the point where I want to put my hands on somebody, and that's not good when you groan, okay, because that means jail time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Groan to be fighting, man. like, I got to get a hold on this. And so, you know, I had an experience after I started doing yoga where someone that I was close to they did something terrible and really, really grinded my gears. So when you're mad, you feel yourself, like your breath, it, it it gets really shallow. So you're huffing and puffing. But when you relax, your breath is smooth and 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 it just flows. And that's why it's so important to pay attention to your breath because during those times where, you know, I want to put my hands on somebody, <laughs> I was able to get into my zone, get into my breath, calm it down, and then calm my body down, which is very important. You know, that reminds me of something my teacher, Unas, shout out to Unas, he's really dope. Um, he actually taught me about the breath that it's, 
the key to is basically your life force energy. Mm-hmm. Control the breath, control your mind, control the thoughts, control yourself, direct the energy all through the power of the breath. Yes. So what you're telling me about, you know, you want to throw hands on somebody, but you're not going to do that. And you have to calm down by using your breath. I mean, that's, that's pretty much an example of what Una taught me. So I, I really like how um, everything connects itself in different practices, you know, like, especially with yoga, like you kind of have no choice. If you're really focusing in on yoga, at least for what I've learned as a student, I know you're a teacher, but I know for me, it's like, personally, every time I've been able to tune in with my breath, I zone out. It's almost like I go into like this rabbit hole of myself. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, an hour's gone by, and I'm like, oh, damn, class is over. <laughs> and then I'm relaxed. As a matter of fact, the class I went to, um, matter, y'all may not know, but my grandfather had passed away um, November 10th of last year. And I was really not in a good place. And amongst other things, um, I went to Dre's class. And um, the class was for an hour, and I was kind of wondering because I had been kind of out of shape, and I was like, well, you know, my, my her flexibility is on point, y'all, first off. <laughs> Dre's flexibility is gold, forever gold. If y'all – I'm going to post a video on my page. You guys should see it on my Instagram. Her flexibility is, is on a wave that I could only hope to aspire to. So when I saw I was like, oh, damn, my flexibility ain't nowhere near Dre's. But I'm going to come in here anyway, and I'm going to be getting the shaking because right. I'm going to be in this downward dog. So, you know, <laughs> but after I got out of the class, I felt really good. And mind you, I worked out. I worked some muscles. That I hadn't worked in a minute. But <laughs> even with me going through the issue of grieving my grandfather, I felt a lot better mm-hmm. to attack the rest of the week, which was ultimately his funeral. So, I mean, yoga does cause you to really chill out. If you really are putting your mind towards it and, and actually paying attention and being present and aware, it actually does calm you down a lot because I'm used to like, I'm used to usual cardio stuff. I've done yoga a lot in the past, but I'm also a, a cardio chick too. Sometimes like I sweat it out, but with yoga, it's a different kind of thing. You, you get a different kind of um, workout. It seems, it seems like it works you, but it slow works you mm-hmm. versus a running two miles in a cardio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's funny because, you know, a lot of people who come into my class and they think that I, I'm not going to, not gonna work them out <laughs> you know I've, oh, had, that's show. I've had bodybuilders come into my class and say oh my god that was intense like what did you have me do it that was worse than an hour lifting weights yeah because it's so many things that you have to use all at one time that flexibility that strength as well as your mind because you have to be in control of all three things so it's definitely going to push you to the edge. But at the end, in Savasana, when you finally get to lay down and just relax and reap all of the benefits, is is well worth it. I totally agree. Now, for those who may not know, I know you said you had bodybuilders in your class, and I know you've taught athletes and beginners and those who are enthusiasts at all levels like myself. Do you teach children? Or is, it, is yoga safe for children too? Absolutely. I am a true advocate to teaching to kids. Um I actually teach to um, kids. They're about five, six years old at the museum school in Decatur. And oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I, I call them my little yogi bears. <laughs> oh, that is adorable. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it is safe for children. And, you know, aside from the yoga itself, schools are starting to implement yoga and meditation 
into their programs because they see that it's a huge benefit, especially for problem kids because um, it helps them to relax a little bit more instead of saying, hey, take this pill, you know, you need to calm down. No, let's get you in some yoga. Let's get you in some meditation because kids are going to be kids. They're going to jump around and play, right, and and talk when they're not supposed to. (laughs) That's what kids do. So let's not, you know, give them medicine or put them in detention because of because they're being a kid. No, let's let's try to channel that energy another way. And so they're actually seeing those problem kids um, who would usually go to detention, they go to yoga or meditation now, and they're more creative in class. They're a little bit more calmer uh, with their teachers and the students around them. So it's definitely something that should be embedded in kids at an early age because when they when they grow older, then, you know, it won't be as hard for them to deal with the daily things that we have to deal with in life. So absolutely kids should do yoga, absolutely. I totally agree with you because I feel like a lot of times the ways that um, children grow up, if they grow up traditional in terms of regular schools and, you know, core curriculum and all that other trash that we get fed mm. as kids uh public schools, um, I think that, we don't get taught life skills 101. Mm-hmm. There's no class for coping mechanisms. There's no class to deal with being overwhelmed. There's no stress management classes, anxiety classes. So I think teaching children this young will help them get a better handle on life as they grow up. That's just my personal opinion um, about how yoga is, is actually that beneficial for children. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree because, like you said, you know, kids, they're, they're just going through life at, at their in their early ages, you know, not not thinking too much about things, and things happen to kids. Like I've during my course of teaching the children, I see and I hear things, and I'm just like, oh my god, this child has to deal with this, and it's it's similar to what a, a grown person may have to deal with, but it's a child, and so you know those children that grow up and you know, they get the short end of the stick, that stuff starts to weigh on a person. And it's like if you don't have something to help channel that energy in a positive way, then it it won't be a a good outcome in the end. So, yeah, most definitely. But I'm glad that I'm starting to see more and more teachers and schools just trying to – put that off to their students, um, teaching yoga to them earlier, earlier in their ages. Is there any kind of concerns, um, any kind of people that sh- should kind of be more mindful when deciding to take a yoga class? Because I remember this one girl told me, I'm too fat to do yoga. And I was like, are you serious? I think she, I mean, she was half joking, but I was like, I've, I've, I, no, I don't believe that's the truth. I've seen women that and men that weigh more than me, that's way more flexible than me. Dusting my ass, <laughs> and I'm like, dang. So I was yeah. kind of looking at her like, uh, no, like you can come to class, girl. That's no excuse. Yeah, and they and they be going beast mode. So it's like, you know, my people will come up with excuses to not do something uh, that they should do. <laughs> and but yoga is for everybody. Like I said, it's so many different styles of yoga that. You can be met at any level of your fitness. And even if you do feel like you're too overweight, I've seen overweight people in handstands. 
doing yoga. Yes. So it's it's no excuse. It's all about getting over with your mind things first, though, because your mind will hold you back. But, no, anybody can practice yoga. The only people that I would not suggest yoga to is people who have serious spinal injuries, people who have serious hip injuries, stuff like that. But And that's rare that you come across. But, you know, if you're in, in totally – um, in a body where you're not limping or um, a harm to yourself just by moving, then you should come to yoga. <laughs> you should come to yoga because yoga is for everybody, any age, any weight, any size. And I hate that in our Western society, they portray yoga for, I'm just going to say it, skinny white women. Like when you look they do. And magazines and stuff like that, you see skinny white women doing yoga. So people in their heads are thinking, like, oh, okay, I'm not flexible enough for this or I'm not skinny enough for this. I can't do this. But, no, that's that's not the case. It's for everyone. And my biggest pet peeve is people saying, oh, I'm not flexible. I can't do yoga. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's like That's like saying that. Say you want to be, I don't know, a firefighter. Say you want to be a firefighter. And you're like, okay, I got to go through this training in school, training to be a firefighter. Um, I don't have, I don't I don't know anything about firefighting, so I'm not going to go through this training so that I can be a firefighter. You're not going to not go to school. You're going to go to class, get up the skills, and then achieve your goal. Same thing in yoga. You come into class not knowing what to do, inflexible. Maybe you haven't worked out for a while, and then you leave out better. And then you keep coming so that you can achieve your goals. I totally feel you with that. I think um, representation on a lot of things is really important. And I think that has been an issue with not only yoga, um, but also vegan lifestyles as well. Like a lot of people may not be open to trying the idea of veganism or even plant-based lifestyles or yoga mm -hmm. because they don't see nobody that looks like them. Like I literally did a poll around that time and I said, would you be open to being vegan if you saw somebody that looked like you? And there was an overwhelming majority of yes. Mm -hmm. So I think with yoga, it's the same thing, you know, like it's, and I, hope, and I hope nobody gets it twisted. It's always one person that gets these kind of episodes twisted and think that because we're saying that yoga um, usually represents a skinny white woman, which normally it does. Um, that's the popular image, but we're more so saying it as that's not right. the only norm out here. We have a, a person that's five feet, slim, brown skin with locks like yourself that not only is a student, but she teaches as well. So there's other people that look like folks in case they feel like they're not being represented. That is true. And you just got to get out there and just do it. You know, you will, you will see people, you will meet people and be like, oh, okay, you know, this is what it's like. It's not like what I thought it's like. And, you know, once you get past your mind and what you think, then you'll be able to just grow into things a little bit a little bit better. So I, I feel you on that. It's all about that perspective and that representation first to get your foot in the door. But you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta brush past what you see and just go for it. True, very true as well. That's very true. Now, also for those who are again new and they want to look for a yoga teacher, what could people look for in a yoga instructor? What are like some some things where you're like, yo, make sure these people have 
these particular traits about them if you want them to be your teacher? Well, you want the most important thing that I look for in a teacher, like aside from personality, is the trait that I look for is attentiveness. Because, um, you know, sometimes you can you can come across a yoga instructor who is just doing it just to do it and doesn't really care about the needs of their students. And you can kind of tell off of their energy. I don't know about y'all, but my third eye game is strong right now. (laughs) (laughs) So you can kind of gauge, like, okay, does this person really care about my well-being? Are they really paying attention to my movements and to help me progress? That's a big key factor um, in in a teacher because if you're flowing through poses and you're you know you're you're doing your your yoga thing or whatever and the, the teacher is not paying attention, you can be a brand new student and be doing something wrong for a long period of time. When I first started doing yoga, I swear to you, I was doing downward dog wrong for six months until the right teacher came by and said, hey, you're doing it the wrong way. Let me show you right. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. And it's not like I was in a class where it's 25 people. It's like five people in class. So you want somebody who's going to pay attention to their students um, and pay attention to you and 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 really get to know what your needs are so that they can assist and help guide you in the right direction. So we have attentiveness, we have knowledgeability, and we have energy personality, basically, in terms of what you look for in terms of your, you know, what to look for in a yoga instructor. Yes. And so, and it's, it's plenty of yoga teachers out there, but... The yoga teacher that you want, you you have to you have to vibe with them in a way where that energy is is an exchange. Because when I'm in class, I feed off of my students' energy, and if I feel that their energy is low, I do what is necessary to lift it. Because that's the that's the point. That's the point. I want my students to feel good after class. I want them to to overcome whatever challenge that they may face. And even though they may not verbally tell me, I can feel it. And you want somebody that you can connect with like that that's going to care. I like that. I really do. And, and you have some really good classes. And I'm not saying that because we cool, but, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't plug you and I wouldn't partner with you if I didn't think you was official. But I do know you teach at multiple locations, so where do you teach at? How can people take classes with you if they wanted to link with you? Okay, so I'm all across Atlanta. Uh, my main places uh, right now is going to be at Crunch Fitness and Perimeter. Um, <clears throat> I teach there Sundays at 11 a.m., Tuesdays, Wednesdays at 9 a.m., and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Um, did I say Tuesdays, Thursdays? Wednesdays at 9 a.m.? I meant to say Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 (laughs) a.m. And then Wednesdays at 6 p.m. I'm also at Snap Fitness in Peachtree Corners. You can catch me there Sunday, 9 a.m., Monday, 5.30 p.m., and then Tuesdays at 7 p.m. But, you know, if you you really want to get in contact with me um, and get more information, more than welcome to 
find my Instagram account at Miniature Yogi. That was going to be my next question. I was going to ask, did you do, like, private training or private classes for, like, you know, groups of 10 or, or girls' night yoga or anything that, you know, for people that want to do groups that may not necessarily be able to get to the gym? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do private classes for sure. That's for people that may have specific needs. So my niche is for people who are dealing with anxiety and depression. I deal with a lot of people who are um, on medication for anxiety or depression. So that is um, my niche as far as with my private clients or also people who are beginners and want to learn the form of yoga before they actually get into a class so that they can make sure that they are doing everything appropriately. Uh, I do also do small group classes. I I had the uh, honor of teaching to uh, a group of AKAs, uh, which was really fun. Uh, I do uh, kids' classes as well outside of just in the schools. Um, and I'm very versatile. Like, I travel all across Atlanta, and I love what I do. So if y'all looking for me, y'all can find me. Don't hesitate to Hit me up. I'm very approachable. Spiritual homegirl to tell you. Cool, laid back kind of chick. Uh, no no drama over here. I'm all about the peace, love, and light. Namaste. That's facts, y'all. And y'all know, like, I'm I'm very big on vibes, and I'm very big on energy, and I don't throw my name on everything. If I ever threw my name on something or coast on something, it's because I really genuinely deep down feel it. I ain't never did it for no fee. I've never did it thinking that somebody was going to help me if I just plug somebody and be fake. No, everybody that I presented and really put a stamp on, whether it's an OG, whether it's an elder, whether it's a product I like, whether it's a situation like Dre where I'm, I'm partnering with her to do this event, it's, it's because I really feel in my heart of hearts, you know, energy-wise, it feels right. And I wouldn't, and as much as there's a lot of BS out there that we try to sift through and try to figure out what's real, I like to present people to prevent all of the guesswork. Sometimes you do, you know, hey, you just want to know who's dope teaching yoga? Who's dope that's plant-based? What's a good product to use? Because there's so much out there, we don't really know what works. So as somebody who actually knows her and has taken classes with her, I think she's really dope. And, again, like, she practices what she preaches. That's what makes me so excited about her being a teacher as well as her being a teacher for Yoga 101 because it's never been no no drama with her as well as, Again, the energy being right. And then she knows what she's doing, and then it shows in her work as a teacher as well as, like I said, her flexibility is on point. She's good at coaching. So, again, I'm just really excited about this. I really am juicy. Me too. It's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, not only will I be teaching the classes, uh, the class, but you know we're gonna we're gonna have a little workshop. We're gonna talk about some things. We're gonna we're gonna you know break some myths and stuff like that. So it's it's gonna definitely be an eye opener, and then we're gonna get some work in. <laughs> I'm juiced. Now, is there anything else that you want people to know about Dre the Miniature Yogi? Well, um, all I want people to know about me is that you'll see if you come to the event. I radiate peace, light, and love, like I said before, and I try to bring that on to others. So if if you come in my presence, best believe that you will be touched um, by light, okay? And and I'm just open. I'm open to 
what people uh, have to say. I'm really excited about the Q&A to see what people think about yoga and and how we can um, dig a little bit deeper into the needs and, and, and what needs to take place in order to get more people into it because I feel like everyone should practice it along with meditation. It's just it's a necessity that wasn't taught to us growing up. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I'm looking forward to connecting with uh, anybody who hears this interview. Um, so I just hope to stay in contact with you, Maria, you know, because we didn't build a great relationship. For sure. This event is about to be live, and I want to keep it going and going and going so we can reach more and more people. Yo, I totally feel you. This is definitely not going to be the last. So I'm super, again, like I'm hella excited. I'm already thinking about like if, if there's like a playlist. Like I'm trying to, like, yes. I'm already, I'm still, I'm just still trying to figure out like, dang, like who else can I bring? Like people that I know, I'm low key like, bro, y'all need to come up here and it's going to bring all your questions. If you're nervous and don't want to ask certain questions because you don't want to come off like quote unquote stupid, that is not the place uh-uh. in terms of that kind of energy bring all of your questions any things you may have heard this is a safe space to kind of get some understanding and some uh perspective and most importantly uh actual hands-on lesson in what yoga is actually about absolutely absolutely so bring your towels because you're gonna sweat bring your water because you're gonna need it <laughs> we gonna work we gonna have fun and we gonna vibe so i'm looking forward to it the show for those who um, are not necessarily Instagram savvy, is there an email that they can reach you at in terms of um, booking for classes or trying to find you? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. So, yes, yo, you can go to miniatureyogi at gmail.com. That's my business email. So you can hit me up there. All right. Is there anything else that you want the people to know about you? No, that's it, Maria. I just thank you for, you know, bringing me on to your show you know, giving me this opportunity because I I really feel like, I don't know, I'm just all about the law of attraction. And I said to myself, I need to start doing workshops. I need to get myself out there a little bit. And then you hit me up and said, let's partner. And I think that was what I was missing. So this is, everything happened for a reason. And we just, we, we, we about to make this, we about to make this thing flow. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome, girl. You ain't got to thank me. I'm super juicy. So for those who got your tickets, we'll see you January 20th. For those who have not gotten your tickets yet, yoga101atl.eventbrite.com, January 20th, 12 to 2. We will see you there as well. Tickets are online only, and we will, again, have a good time and have some snacks and vibe and, you know, keep the energy high. And that was this week's episode with Dre from Miniature Yogi. Again, if you have not gotten your tickets, you can definitely get them at spiritualhomegirl.com forward slash shop. And you can go ahead and get your ticket, get in where you fit in. Um, We are really excited to be able to do this again and hopefully um, kind of educate people for those who are curious about yoga, don't really know the origins, don't really know the purpose, don't really know what it's supposed to do. So we want to make this as much as a safe space as possible. I know it's Mother's Day weekend. Bring your mamas, bring your family. It can be a great family-friendly event. Make sure you bring a mat too. Bring a mat. We don't want you out here doing yoga on the floor. You hear her? So make sure you bring a mat too, as well as your folks. And um, so 
I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to, I guess, announce what's going on like this. I kind of want to do it a little bit differently, but, um, for those who have not gone to any of my events in Atlanta, um, and you intend on going, if I were you, I would go. You want to know why? Because I'm moving. I'm moving away from Atlanta, and it's interesting. Like, it's really funny to, like, say it to, like, my, my circle, and to say it's, like, my family, and to say it to, like, my loved ones, but it's different to say it on air. I think it makes it a billion times more of a reality. It already was, but it just, I don't know, it just has so much weight when you actually announce to the entire world that you are not going to be in Atlanta for too much longer. And when I say too much longer, we're talking six months tops, bruh. So... I have some other events coming up in the future besides Yoga 101. But if you guys slept or was out of town or, you know, couldn't make it for whatever reason and you guys want to go, I would go ahead and go. Because when I move, <laughs> I'm going to be giving uh, my new place of residence um, my usual events. And I might come back home, but I'm not 100% sure of the time frame and how I'm going to do that. I can't even focus on that right now. What I am focusing on is getting up out of here and starting a new chapter in my life that I've been kind of um, – I've been resisting for the past eight years, to be honest. And as much as I talk about trust the journey, trust yourself, let go of what doesn't save you. Since I've been doing the Spiritual Homegirl podcast, this has not only been um, a platform that's been like designed to help other people and inspire other people. I've learned so much while doing this as well. And since I started Spiritual Homegirl, I always had a plan in mind in terms of what I wanted to do and when I was going to cut out and make moves. And um, on a certain trip to... Los Angeles, it got painfully obvious to me that I needed to go ahead and move forward. I was stuck in a place where I wasn't 100% sure, and I went to the beach with Twin, and um, that was a really uncomfortable time, too. It was during, like, a retrograde in um, August heading towards September. I think that was September 1st. No, I think it was August 31st, September 1st, going to that period. Either way, I went to the beach, and... I remember there being so much, like, it was like a stabilizing energy, but it was also like an unsettled energy. And I thought maybe it's just retrograde or maybe it's because of the situation, you know, maybe, I don't know. But I realized that the move had to happen. I just didn't know when. I didn't know how. I didn't know how I was going to transition out of my day job. I knew I could always pick up Spiritual Homegirl and, and travel and do what I wanted to do there. I just didn't know the whole logistics. I didn't know who I was going to stay with. I had folks out here. I just didn't know who I was going to stay with. I didn't know what side of town I wanted to be on. And the next day, I met somebody hella special. And it was in the middle of the heat wave still, in the middle of retrograde. And the fire, you know, the fire that was in the mountains over near Burbank, that was blazing in the distance. And I met someone really special who showed me what it was like to follow your voice and just get the hell on, to be honest. Sometimes you just got to go. And I said, okay, that's another good sign. So I decided I was going to possibly move. I was like, you know, I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure I'm going to go. Then I ended up meeting somebody that kind of helped me. Um, kind of, I saw someone move kind of in similar situations as me moving from um, Atlanta to LA and it worked out for them and I said okay and not to mention a lot of my homies are from at they're from Atlanta so you know that was cool then my LA homies they were kind of telling me hey 
you know, if you want to stay with me, you can. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, we got you. We never would just have you out here looking crazy. That made me feel good. And then the next day, um, one of my homies was like, yo, if you want to live together, shit, let's do it. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah. So it just seems like right when I decided to stop resisting and make the decision, even as uncomfortable as I was, and and stop fighting a, a feeling that I've been feeling for seven years at that time, kind of playing with the idea of going to L.A. and having a knot in my stomach when it was time to leave. First I thought it was gas, but it was really me knowing that I shouldn't be leaving. I should be staying. And then I'd be kind of sad when i get back home for a day or two, and I'd get back in the swing of things, and it's cool. Atlanta will always be home. I mean, you know, my soul is here. You know, soulfully, it, this is home, you know, but it's time for war. A new chapter, a new beginning, and I want to take my ass to L.A. So <laughs> that's where I'm going to be at, yerk. So we out of here, six months. So um, provided everything goes the way it's supposed to. But if not, knowing me, I'm going to probably end up going anyway. <laughs> but um, I am happy that I can let the cat out of the bag. It took, what, eight months to, to say something, but... I am at peace with my decision. I already have everything set up. Just a matter of getting out there. Honestly, if the right opportunity comes, I'll be out earlier than that. If some pop up in the summer, I will definitely get my ass to L.A. much earlier. So um, there's some good things in the works. I'm really excited. But I don't like to broadcast things before they manifest because I feel like I'm still working towards the manifestation. So I don't want to, you know, spill the beans i'd rather you guys see it once everything is in completion and everything is set up the way it's supposed to be so you guys can have a clear understanding of what really is going on um that i've been working on behind the scenes so all right i don't want to start rambling i'm slightly emotional because i know that this ultimately requires me picking up whatever i thought was life at the moment and i have to i ain't gonna say dead it but i have to dead it you know like it's almost like whatever i thought i was gonna do here it has to completely stop in terms of where I live in terms of you know where I was working like in order for me to get to LA I can't take the same things with me so this has been a very uncomfortable period for me but uncomfortable and miserable and uncomfortable and unhappy are not synonymous y'all you can be uncomfortable and be completely happy with seeing where the journey takes you as long as you give your best effort and as long as you take it day by day and that's why I say that the power of choice is so real you can really do what you want to do. The universe is abundant as long as you give your best effort and you make the choice to go for what you feel is yours, what you're claiming to be yours. So um, I might do a, a video diary of it. I don't know. I don't know yet, but I am, I don't know. I, I feel good. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I feel really good. And I know that I got some plans to possibly come back home. But it ain't going to be no time soon. <laughs> so, Los Angeles, what's happening? If you are in the city of L.A., hit me up. You're going to have a neighbor sooner than later. So, with that being said, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Home Girl Podcast. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace.